0: Welcome back to Sports Dump, Lewis County's only sports podcast. Sponsored by Elam's Home Furnishings and Mattress Gallery, Global Septic, and AmeriCool Heating and Cooling. I'm Aaron Vantile. joined tonight by Chronicle Sports Editor Alec Dietz and Chronicle Sports Reporter Josh Kirschenbaum. It is Thursday, February 9th. And what exactly constitutes a gimmick defense, fellas? Do we want to discuss or shall we get right into I'm not trying things? to insult any coaches. <laughs>
1: All right, let's skip if over. If you throw six players on the court where two of them are tied together like in a three-legged race, that's a gimmick defense.
0: What if you have one standing on the other one's shoulders like two children I would trying also to sneak into an R-rated Gimmick movie. defense? Yeah. Gimmick yeah. Defense? Yep. Okay. All right. Even um, if they were
1: wearing like a really big jersey?
0: Yeah, big enough that the second, like the, the base child Is looking through see. the numbers, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: Look, there you go. Gimmick. Looking, oh, they get to see at least. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, before we get into... Man, that was really funny if you were here before we started recording. was getting heated. Nobody uh, was. <laughs> a
0: little bit of football news. WFS quarterback Gavin Fugate has signed to play for Washington State this fall. Judging by the coaches he tagged on his Twitter announcement, it looks like he might be playing defense at the next level. Could play a lot of different places. So, yeah, good for good for him. Um, oh, the, the Earl Barden teams came out too, didn't they? They did. I, I think did he's not. He's on there. I did. Is I he's he on, on, there? Uh, on there. Buzzards on there. Buzzards on there. Matangi's on there. I saw Randall it. Marty from Tenino is on there. Hunter Hazen, I believe, is yeah, on there. Key and Cole, Jackson Dunnigan, Deacon Parker. Uh, one of the other linemen from Napavine. Uh,
1: Lara's on there. Derek Keaton out of Pwv. A lot of a lot of local kids. Nice. It's the game they what play. What about
2: the coaches? Are any of them have they decided that?
1: I didn't, they've decided it. I can't remember who was on there. I just saw that both, that the two WF West linemen are playing for the East team, and I wonder how they feel about that. I think
2: they did last year, too. It's just the way that it's, like, split up. Yeah. Like, I think, who was it? Who was their running back last year? Brock Guyette. Yeah, he was on the East team for
0: whatever reason. I don't know. They got to balance it out somehow. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, that was Talking Football. Um, And now. hope you enjoyed it. The game everybody has been itching to hear about. The 2A girls basketball district tournament started last night with Washugal beating Rochester 49 26 in the pigtail matchup. Josh, you were there, correct? <laughs> Are we talking about this now? I, we're getting into this now. <laughs> Rochester's thought, season comes to an end with a 7 14 record. It's a you gimmick said, defense. This you is, said is, it was a the gimmick. game of
1: the week. How do you feel? It was a game. Very um, of all the games I've watched this season, that was definitely one of them. It was not as exciting as the two B boys basketball tournament no, results. It but was It was probably way more physical though, because as Rochester does, they get hard hidden. Yeah, just a ton of fouls.
0: Uh, still is that how you pronounce the name? Roisin, Roisin. Roisin. Roisin stole and Delaney Winter both had nine
1: points for Rochester. Could not score that much. That was kind of the problem.
0: Yeah, low scoring game. Uh, is Washugo good?
1: They're okay. Okay.
0: But let's get into the, yeah. Uh, the boys' <laughs> pigtail game is tonight between Shelton and Columbia River, and we will come back to more games to watch for later. But, of course. Aaron thought
2: he was being really funny with that bit. Yeah, so. he's he's yeah, really Aaron, on one today.
0: Caught you guys yeah. by surprise. Oh, yeah. Back to another episode of the C2BL Boys Basketball Podcast District Upset Edition. With the air horns. <laughs> Adna knocks off Napavine 62 59 in the district quarterfinals. I think everybody here predicted Napavine would go a little further than that. Yes, some yep. people were maybe taking Adna, you know, mm. for granted after their loss by 30 points to Napavine just one week
1: ago.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of people were probably taking Adna for granted.
1: I definitely was. I mean, after that Toledo loss, they've had it. Uh, they did not end the season the hottest of teams and. They turned it around.
0: Do we feel like they, Adna is the team that just got hot at the right time in districts and now, are they the team to beat in districts now? No. No. But
1: they beat the team that was the team to beat. They beat one of them. It's the district tournament, Aaron. Everyone's the team to beat. Come on. <laughs> you get, if everybody's the team to beat, nobody's the team to beat. Everyone's exactly. The it's team. the
2: district tournament. Uh, all right. Bring Look, some. Adna had a great game plan in this game. It wasn't even about like getting hot at the right time. It was just about them jumping on Napavine early with something Napavine hadn't seen before in either of the matchups. And then it was kind of a cat-and-mouse game before Adna made more plays at the end. It wasn't even sort of a matter of just one team making more shots than the other. I, I, I think it was uh,
0: um, it was a very tactical game. It was fun to watch. Uh, Braden Salmi, 22 to lead Adna. Eli Smith, 16. Seth Meister had 12. James Gross, Lewis County's leading scorer, scored 33 points. And Carson Denault had 15, most of them late in the game. Adna led most of the way. Uh, Napavine took the lead in the third quarter after a 20-4 run. Adna tied it up at 52-52 with two minutes
1: left. Was it a thrilling finish? Yeah. So yeah. what? What was this brilliant game plan that Adna had, and how was it a brilliant game plan and not a gimmick?
2: Well, first I'm going to talk about the end of the game. You so just bring up, oh, it's tied 52 to 52 at the end. You didn't put in how the game ended. Presumably Adna was actually down by three. It was uh, 52 to 49. And they were down by three. Braden Salmi makes a three. A foul is called at the same time on the floor. Mm-hmm. So Adna gets possession again. Uh, after just tying the game up, Eli Smith makes a tough bucket to put him ahead by two at the end of the shot clock. Adna gets a stop, and then Braden Salmi hits another three. So they go on like a Is it like an eight point swing, eight point swing, eight zero run in the span of you know 30, 40 seconds after being down by three with around two minutes to go. So that that really changed the game. That sort of last swing, I think what. What Dana did at the end was, or at the beginning of the game, was they put Braden Salmi on Carson DeNault, and that kind of threw Napavine through a loop for most of the first quarter. They um, they put Asher Guerrero, uh, who hasn't even been starting for most of the year, on James Gross, and said, you know, do the best you can, and also we're going to double and and help when he drives and all that stuff. But you know, you're going to be tasked with guarding him, and that's going to be probably, you know, the only thing we're really concerned about you doing during the game. And then Salmi just uh Braden Salmi just had to box out and, and keep Carson at all at bay. And he did a really good job in the first half. I don't again, I don't think Navavine was was expecting that move. And um, you know, they they took the lead and forced a lot of turnovers and um, got out to a big lead before Navavine switched to a 1-3-1 one, one and um started trapping and uh get, got some runouts from some pressures to to build that lead and then uh, and Adna was just missing shots against the one three one, getting into the corners, mm. uh, and then Adna started making them in the fourth quarter, and the one three one didn't really work as much. So, okay. um, yeah, it was a, it was a fun coaching game to watch, just for uh, both Rex Stanley and Luke Salmi, how they were sort of navigating all the the changes they were making during the game. And Napovine went to Jack Nelson for most of the second half. We like that size. They did. They wanted to use sort of that size to um, reestablish that rebounding advantage that they sort of lost a little bit Uh, you know Denault really wasn't a factor until the fourth quarter um so yeah it was a it was an interesting tactical game it was sort of one of those like you know all holds barred like you know this is it kind of deal so Mm. the coaches kind of threw everything they could out there
0: okay uh also in Chehalis Morton White Pass beat Rainier 63-52 uh, MWP won the regular season game by 17 and Rainier was missing a Meldrum, Josh, Josh Meldrum.
2: Yes. Okay.
0: Uh, tight after a quarter, MWP went into the fourth up five, then pulled away. Josh Salguero finishes with 23 points and 18 rebounds. Uh, outside the coverage area, Tootle blows a 16 point lead and lost the chief Leschi 56, 51 on a game winning three, 55. 50, 56, 55. 56-55. Pardon me. Uh, Swanson, what do you have? 16 points?
1: No, he had 16 in the first half.
0: Oh. finish that sentence. Finished with a game high 33. Yeah. yeah, okay. Just reading it on the fly on tdn.com, our friends down south. Do you know this guys, Josh? Yeah, I heard of him Okay. And Wakayakam, BDL Wako, 48 41. So the semifinals are set. These are in Kelso next Wednesday. Wakayakam versus Adna and Morton White Pass versus Chief Leshi. Who you guys got in those?
2: Uh I feel confident Morton White pass will win it all. Uh Can I don't think any of the other three teams in the semifinals have the size to compete with Morton White pass's size.
1: Or yeah. Or um, the depth, even.
2: Yeah, or even the depth. Yeah. Um and you just combine the the shooting Morton my Pass has. I just I really don't think anyone left has an answer for Salguero unless he gets into foul trouble and they sort of force the issue that way. But um I think that they gotta be happy, pretty happy with how the bracket shook out, not having to face Toodle Lake, who gave them some trouble. Yeah, um, They don't have to see Napavine, who obviously beat them during the regular season. Um, again, that's not to say they could trip up, but um, I, I do think they're the favorite. And the other, I think the other game is pretty close to a toss-up, but um, just if you're to judge based on the regular season, I think Wakai can beat Adna by 30 uh, mm-hmm. less than a month ago. So well. it's going to be another game where Adna needs to sort of play the Uno reverse card and you know, overcome. Yeah. Uh, make a thirty-point game plan
0: adjustment.
1: <laughs> well, Salmi so well, can, me do, can do it
0: twice. It <laughs> did it once. Eh, they could do it again.
1: And obviously, well, I'm kind of also without Dom Curl. That's a key part for them. He's out for the year. So okay. Uh, before that, first round of loser-out games are coming tomorrow night, Friday
0: night at Black Hills Toledo versus Rainier. Uh, that yeah, that seems like a game we probably.
1: Didn't Could've we like talk about how this suggested? game was going to exactly happen like it did? Mm-hmm. Like two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, Black Hills,
0: Raymond versus Tudal Lake. I think I like the Ducks in that one. I do too. Then at Rochester, Ocasta, Ilwaco. It, it would be a blowout. Yeah. And then Napamine versus Forks. Also a blowout. Napamine, backs to the wall.
1: <laughs> well, See how they
0: react. This will be interesting
2: because last year they lost a heartbreaker to Kalama in the district semis. And did not have a fun time the rest of the way. I think they won one more game in their next four games that, or five games and that included state. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, this is a similar situation there, you know, they obviously went through the regular season with, uh, you know, just one league loss and didn't face a lot of adversity. And now, you know, you lose your opener cause they had the buy, um, you know, and they, it's not going to be a gimme to get into the, either the third place game or the, or the fifth place game and try to earn that state bid. So
0: they are probably looking at four games in the next nine days, in a eight day stretch, nine day stretch, uh to get to state. So yeah, that's kind of a grind.
2: Yeah. And there's some good teams in the losers bracket. Like we just talked about, Owako is a team that beat more than pass earlier mm-hmm. in the regular season. I uh, was obviously Tootle Lake beat Napavine during the regular season. Uh Rainier just gave Morton than pass troubles. Um And then, yeah, if you make it to the consolation semifinal round, you're you're facing one of those semifinal teams who obviously is no slouch. So yeah, Um, it's uh, it's going to be a dogfight. I mean, it always is. Yeah, in in the district, as cliche as it is, it's
0: at that district tournament. It's just a meat grinder, man. Uh, Every single coach told me that yesterday. I had to talk to four (laughs) coaches yesterday. They all told me that. So. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Goble Septic, providing septic pumping inspection and riser installation, commercial septic pumping, and grease trap services, as well as renting you porta-potties and sinks. Visit gobelseptic.com or give them a call, 360-736-2167. Moving to the girls' side of the 2B district tournament, it is not nearly as dramatic. In the first round, Rainier blew out Kalama, and Morton White Pass lost to Raymond. In the quarterfinals, Rainier beat Forks 58-52. They led by 19 at halftime, and then 21. things got closer. 21 at halftime. God, the numbers are just not... You're in the just, numbers, They're guy. just a jumble now. Uh, Haley Hansen had 15, Brooklyn Swenson had 12, and Angelica Askey had 11 points and 8 assists for Rainier. Napavine blew out
1: Wakayakum 49-26. How wild is it that I covered back-to-back... for? 49-26 games at Rochester. Just the world, man. Just a crazy world we live in. Yeah, that's that's odd. Were you sitting there at the game last night and like, not again? Pretty much. There's a glitch in the matrix, man. Both of those games, I think we hit the... Both teams were in the bonus going into the fourth quarter. Two in the fourth quarter. took about 20 minutes. Oh, love those.
0: Uh, no, you don't.
1: <laughs> you're right, I don't.
0: Uh, the Mules only managed four first-half points against Napavine. Adna blew out Raymond, 59-21. Uh Raymond only had twelve points in the last
1: twenty four minutes of the game. Is that the last three quarters? That is the last three quarters. Man, you get to the postseason and suddenly the defenses are what's doing the job, huh? Yeah. Who could have seen this coming? Interesting.
0: And just hopefully this tournament gets more interesting. Yeah. Uh Carly von Moose. That's C two BL co MVP Carly von Moose. Yes. 18 points, nineteen rebounds. She split the award with Morgan Hamilton. Yes. Yes, she did. Uh we didn't mention the boys.
2: James Gross and Zach Swanson, because we need two. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why we need two MVPs.
0: Yeah, pick, Just make it make a decision, pick one. guys. Come on, pick one. You Let him pick fight. one. Let him fight. Who would you pick? Uh, Gross. Why I scored the most points. All right, what about the girls? Um, God, that one's tougher. Probably Hamilton. They got the better record.
2: Yeah, but she averages twelve a game. Von Moose is at like fifteen and
0: probably fifteen. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't feel strongly about it, yeah. tell you the truth. Like, right, right. They're both good. They're fine. It's probably Von Moose. I've already, I'm waffling already. See, this is, this is what I meant, too. I know.
2: Look I know. at this. I would have picked three MVPs. Throw Josh Salguero <laughs> in there. Brody Avalon had a good year. Let's make it four. My, first year, co- at T- my, first, my oh. first
1: year at TDN, we, they had that for the 3A GSHL. They had four co-MVPs. But they decided that they only wanted five players on the first team all league. So so, So they had three co MVPs, and then just the first team all league was two players. Yeah, yeah. I just keep voting. Do it like the speaker of the house. I just just I don't get
2: what the problem is with being first team all league. Like I don't like pick an MVP, one MVP. You have one most valuable player, right? Yeah. And the other person still gets a first team all league selection. It's not like they're a bum. Like I think they're. All and, area. and like, like I probably would have gone with gross too, but like if Swanson were the, the one to be MVP, I wouldn't have been up in arms about how yeah. James gross got disrespected with the first team, all
0: league selection and all this other stuff. Like I just, yeah, if like, I, I almost feel like if I'm coaching one of those kids and it's a co-MVP situation, I'd ask my kid to be, just be a first teamer, just to give him a little extra motivation. Yeah. Like they don't, you know what Kramer might've done that. He's they, like, they, they, I'm not going to put Saul up for MVP. <laughs> Cramer's sister Josh. They said it, you suck. Yeah. All the coaches in the meeting were like, Suck, bad. Only one of them gave you a first team all league vote, and that put you all the way up in there. <laughs> and that team's not even in districts. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: coming up games tonight, Morton White pass versus Forks at Castle Rock. And then at Tuesday in Kelso, the semifinals are Napavine Rainier and Adna Toodle Lake. Are we going to see Adna Napavine in the finals?
2: Probably. We're going to see Adna in the finals.
0: I'm not so
1: sure about... Yeah, Rainier was a nine-point game, I think, when they played in the regular season. And
2: Rainier was close in all three matchups against Adna and Napavine that they had, but kind of just faltered a little bit or fell behind by too much, but they were in it. so
1: They're definitely a team that... They do game plans really well. When I watched them play Adna, it was sort of... They had the game plan to beat Adna and were getting good look after good look, and it was just a matter of their shots didn't fall. So if they have a game where they hit their shots, then, yeah, I think they can And just it.
2: getting over the hump. Yep. They, they've had problems with the best teams in the league for the past couple of years just because of their youth. So, um, you know, they'll just need to, I don't know. I, I don't know if, like, toughen up is the right thing, but just, you know, kind of buckle down and, you know, this is the district semis, state birth on the line, district title on the line. Yeah. I think they could do it, uh, but I, I do think Napa Vine's the favorite.
0: Okay. Yeah, that sounds fair. Uh, this podcast brought to you by Elam's Home Furnishings and Mattress Gallery. All the Oh, they've got a big closeout sale going on right now for President's Day on CERTA the mattresses. The District Tournament. The District Tournament closeout sale. How are you guys sleeping? Not as good as you could be. True. With a CERTA mattress. Save up to $1,000 on CERTA iComfort and select adjustable bases. Shop now at elamshf.com or give them a call if you like. More Phone guy. 807-1211. Their showroom is on South Gold Street, 1530 South Gold Street in Centralia. Uh, Moving on to the 1As and 1Bs. The 1Bs, your guys' most hated tournament format. PL beat Lake Quinault 47-19 in the first round and then lost 52-43 to Columbia Adventist to end its season.
1: Lake Quinault definitely should have been in the tournament. Like (laughs) The first round, there were at least two games where the losing team didn't hit 20.
2: Didn't the Neso boys beat Cavalli, 88 Valley? Eighty-eight to ten. Eighty-eight to ten. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's a, Why are we doing this? Come, this is the district tournament matchup you want to see? Uh Neso is at Mossy Rock on Monday, and the winner plays Oakville. Those Oakville are got the like matchups three, I want to see. Yeah, Oakville got like three buys, didn't they? Yep. Yeah. Cool. So did
2: Valley on the other yeah. side. Yeah. Well, Oakville got three buys before the season even started.
0: <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, Nacell, Mossy Rock, Who you guys like there? Mossy. Yeah.
2: Just based on the the previous matchups, yeah. for sure. But, I mean, Master Rock's another team where they, you know, you dominate the regular season matchups, but is kind of a team that has players that have had success, making it to state, making it to the postseason. So I don't think they can take them lightly. And Mosserock needs to get over the top and, and beat a team like that. Um, either way, any one of those teams against Oakville will be fun. It'll be fun to watch Oakville yeah, um, play someone for the first time in a
0: month. Uh, Nasel Mosyrc also a like pretty great local basketball coaching matchup. Billy Olson and Tom Kelly. Those guys have been just like bumming around local basketball for thirty years. Yeah, yeah.
1: They got some uh, those those two. They've racked up some tees. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, I know Bill Olson likes to rack up a tee or two. Yeah, got one in the uh, district tournament final last year against Valley. Yeah, yeah. He'll 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 get after it out there. That Did was Tom Kelly get teed up. I don't know. I I haven't seen him get teed up. The one yeah, game I, I saw, was
2: i mean, he gets fired up. He gets fired up, he gets but he's fired. not like. Last
1: year, the controversy with Olsen was that he got teed up, and then he got teed up again, so he got ejected from the uh, district to the from the district final, and somehow over the course of the next week, managed to wrangle him out of the one game suspension, so he could coach the regional round game. It's crafty. Yeah,
2: I'll tell you what. To uh, uh, <laughs> fluke, uh, I was at the valley. Uh, Massaro game and Fluke almost got kicked out of the game because oh, yeah? <laughs> he was yelling at the refs. So he would have gotten teed up probably. A
0: tradition like no other.
2: Um, yeah. And then like halfway through the game, anytime he like wanted to yell at the refs, he always told someone else to do it. <laughs> he's like, "I can't do it, but you
0: guys that's yell a, at him." That's an awesome move. Yeah. Good for Fluke. Yeah. He's, yeah, just, yeah. he's having the time of his life. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, to see it. I'm all about it. Uh, the one B girls tournament. Pl beat Oakville on Tuesday. Oakville is out. Big game from Carper in that one, right? Always. It always. usually is. <laughs> I think she almost <laughs> had a quadruple <laughs> double. So um, the Trojans now get uh, uh, they got the postseason PWV rivalry matchup with Valley. Also a loser out game. That's tonight. And Master Rock is off for five more days before playing either three rivers Christian or Nacelle. I'm sure they're.
2: They're game planning for Nacelle. I'm sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then the one a boys tonight. Will get started at Kingsway Christian on Friday. They lost each of their last three games after sitting in second place in league for most of the season and dropped all the way to fourth. Can they turn it around against what, number one out of the Trico, Kingsway yeah. Christian? Probably not. Well, that's, yeah. well you never know. I mean, Judging take, by how they've been what playing. What if they could?
2: They, yeah, they they need to fix a lot of things because isn't Kingsway like the one team that's beaten all the good Central 2B teams? Yeah. Like they're the ones that beat Morton White Pass, beat Adna. They might have beaten Appavine. They're getting
1: ranked. They're getting votes.
2: Like, yeah, I this this would be tough. This would be like Tenino finally having like a come to Jesus moment and figuring out how to play like they want to. But if I mean, maybe the week off will will help them. Or it's the, the districts. Anything can happen, baby. Um, but yeah, they uh, they got to do some some searching for uh, some answers if they want to. They certainly have the talent to be able to compete.
0: Yeah. Uh, they also did their all-league stuff. Uh, Gania and Scow, both first-teamers. Yes. Two first-teamers. Yeah, and nothing good. nothing on else. a fourth seed. Yeah. Uh, this podcast is also brought to you by AmeriCool Heating and Cooling. Your comfort is their business. Give them a call, 360-273-3300, if you are too hot or too cold at any hour of the night. Or visit them online, which is maybe a little easier. West.americoolonline.com, our local HVAC specialists. I don't know. We still have a bunch of coaches that call in. So it's good that you
2: read off the number.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, let's see. And then looking at the two ways. Oh, we already
1: covered the biggest game in the two ways. <laughs> we did, yeah. Uh,
0: the boys' pigtail game is tonight between Shelton and Columbia River. Winner of that one plays at Top Seed Mark Morris. Yep. Yeah. Uh, W.F. West opens district tournament play at R.A. Long on Saturday night. Josh, R.A. Long, good, bad?
1: That will be a fun game. Yeah. Uh, Did you pay N2 Media a dollar to watch the Civil War last week? Uh, No. That was a good game. And it was only a dollar. I actually did it. It's actually I was really like screw it. Like it's it's <laughs> so really a, a novel idea to have a subscription method where you can pay like ten bucks a month, or just like you want to watch this one thing, give us a hundred cents. And, yeah. Just, um, <laughs> Mark, I mean, it's Mark. A good yeah. So yeah, so it's yeah, the bad. the Civil War last Monday, Mark Morris won. Arlong was up early, and then Mark Morris basically took control through the middle and led by about ten for most of the game, and then. R.A. Long went on what, like a... A bunch of nonsense happened at the 8-0 end. run in the last 20 seconds or something. There was some ref nonsense. The last there were some turnovers. S- the last second nonsense. and a half took a good 10 minutes. <laughs> I don't think out. I
2: ever thought R.A. Long had a chance at winning.
1: That, I thought, entire, time. I, that entire time, I thought... They, mm, mm.
2: I was like, no, there's absolutely no chance. <laughs> like, I, yeah. So, shenanigans. so,
1: yeah, so now R.A. Long plays WF West. I think that'll be really intriguing. R.A. Long is not... I don't think they're the team they were last year. They're really still missing Aaron Austin having that second star. Also, having a guy that's 6'8, six, 6'9. Six, and can shoot. Yes. And do like everything on the floor.
2: Yeah, exactly. They're also, yeah.
1: Also, without Jamon Harris, they're asking pretty much Kevin Holden to be a point guard. Mm-hmm. He's, I think he is the best player in the district. The problem is that they are asking him to be the best player in the district every single possession, pretty yeah. much. So. I don't know if they haven't they definitely don't have an answer to Soren Dalen. Then the question I think will kinda of be whether he can outshoot them. Like yeah. it's it's him, Jackson Cook, who's six eight and is a good supporting piece and holds it up down low and is not as big and tall, as physical as Soren Dalen. So like he was eaten against Mark Morris and I do not think he will eat against WF West. And then like six guys that can all shoot threes off the catch. Yeah. Okay. Um so yeah, I think that'll be a huge clash of clash of styles. And I don't know. I think that one will be that might be the best first round matchup. I I think this is the opposite of the central 2 I Uh I think we're going to have like three or four really good matchups right out the gate.
0: Uh other games Saturday night in that tournament, Ridgefield at Tumwater, Woodland at Black Hills, and whoever Columbia River Sheldon at Mark
1: Morris. So That Tumwater game is interesting. Ridgefield's kind of, I mean, they're the four seed, but they're, they're always good. Jason Buffum down there runs a program. He's been there forever. He's been there forever. It's him versus Wilson, like outside of Backhamis, that's probably the two most established coaches in in the district. Yeah. Uh, And then Black Hills-Woodland is kind of the, I don't want to say it's like the little brother matchup, but like. Black Hills is always in Tumwater's shadow. Woodland's always in Mark Morris's shadow in Callitz County. And Ari Long shadow the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. And those are two teams that can get sneaky good when they get hot. And it'll be interesting to see who can get hot. I could totally see either team winning that matchup. If Woodland's a team that wants to shoot a ton of threes, and if they hit them, then Black Hills could be in trouble. If Black Hills wins that game, who knows? Maybe they get some momentum, i going into a semifinal.
0: All right, and then real quick, the 2A Girls Tournament uh, opening round games are tomorrow night, Friday night. WF West hosts Ridgefield. Mark Morris hosts Aberdeen. Water hosts Woodland. And Columbia River hosts Washougal. Uh, WF West Ridgefield. Feel good about the Bearcats
1: in that one?
2: Yeah, I don't think they're going to encounter much resistance until probably
1: the district final. No, I think the thing that the pigtail showed us is that the DSA shell is a lot deeper, but I still think like the top level teams are Tumwater and WF
0: West. All right. Uh, one last thing. Regional wrestling is tomorrow.
2: Uh, it's Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, They do it all on Monday.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah.
2: Everyone is everywhere. All at once. Everywhere. Everything. Everywhere. All at once. Uh They're wrestling with googly
1: googly eyes, right? Yeah. Uh huh.
0: Ratatouille, all that stuff. A lot, of, a lot of hot dog fingers out there on the mats.
2: Yeah. I think two A's in Aberdeen, two B's for boys. Two B's are in Kalama. One A's in Castle Rock,
0: maybe. maybe. And then the girls are in Shelton. Shelton, yeah. Okay. Uh, real quick, any almost certainly going to state picks out of anybody there? A, a lot doggy? of WF Yeah, West. just a whole They're lot of <laughs> Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, they got a shot at winning the state title this year if they take care of business. Uh, they're going to be wrestling some people they haven't been, you know. Which, I know
1: Aberdeen is always, like, the big one up there, I think.
2: Right. So, um, anyway, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see, again, they're going to be wrestling guys that they're not really familiar with, where over the last month they've been wrestling everybody in league that they kind of know and all those other sorts of things. But um, They won
1: 11 of the 14 right classes at the – FCO meet last pretty week. Good. So Steven. they
2: uh, they got a pretty good shot if they can kind of continue that dominance at um, probably placing and uh, mm-hmm. maybe taking home a team championship. Blake Ely's been really good. Danny yeah, Matagi's been really Ealy's good. Ely's the
1: only undefeated wrestler, I think, in the area. Antonio
2: Campos for Centralia uh, is a guy that's been good all year. Um, uh, some girls, I think Courtney Jones has been really good for WF West. Um, Centralia has a girl named Jade Hudson who's been... Good for them. She won the league championship in her weight class. Um, those are a couple names. A
1: bunch of two all over the place. Yeah. yeah.
2: It, we're we're going to have like 70 kids there, so I'm sorry if I can't list every kid's name. That,
0: But
1: they will, will all chance. be in Tuesday's
0: edition of The Chronicle.
1: Yes. They're all champions of our hearts.
0: All right. We're going to wrap it up there. Uh, you guys got games to get to. Uh, and, yeah, we are once again sponsored by Elam's Home Furnishings and Mattress Gallery, Gobel Septic, and AmeriCool Heating and cooling, call them for your furniture, septic, or HVAC needs. Thanks for listening.
1: Gimmick.